what are the some of the things that you guys do to take care of your mental health? I struggle. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Young and Indigenous Podcast is an outlet for people to know about Indigenous knowledge, storytelling, and history. Through our youthful journeys as Indigenous people, through these stories, young people and elders share their experiences with us. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. I'm about to tell some red stories. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay, podcast! everybody and welcome back to another episode of young and indigenous um my name's Haley, and here i have oh hi everybody i'm roy santana wakikia bella and um, little carrie <laughs> yeah for the audio listeners there's a baby sitting here right now and he's adorable and i might get sidetracked but <laughs> um so for today's episode, this is, we are kicking off a new mental health series, and here at Children of the Setting Sun, we like to make sure before we start the work, we have a check-in with ourselves and make sure we're all doing okay. So that's what we're here to do today. How is everybody doing? How am I doing? Um, I am doing okay. I mean, I just had a baby three months ago, so... A lot of life changes in my life. It's my second kid, um, and I uh, the struggles that came with the salon is uh, just like I found out my son can't hear, so that's one thing I've been dealing with, and I've been mentally dealing with it okay, and um, trying to have my knowing that I have a support system and not to know that I'm not alone in this. Um, Usually, I tend to hold my walls up and think I can do it all myself and be independent. But um, this time around, I'm learning to break those walls down and learning to let people in and um, and how I mentally just deal with things. As I really like to work out, I um, that's one way that I deal with everything that goes on in my life, then um, it really helps get me through my day and to know that I can get to the next day and by taking it one day at a time. And I think um, with, the, with everything, like having to go through like my body just changing again and to know that I, I wasn't where I was before and to know that have new goals and new things to set for myself so but other than that I'm doing pretty good I mean I go back to work in a week and a half and I start school on Wednesday my son my older son starts school next week so there's just so many good things that are going on in my life so um and then a couple weeks uh Carrie here will get hearing aids so I'm excited for that you love a busy life 
It's so busy. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have two kids. And I have a podcast to run. And I work out all the time. And almost done with school. So <laughs> lots of good goals that I am um, accomplishing. That's a lot to do. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. <laughs> I never really used to think I would do it either. Sometimes I'm like, I can't even believe I'm a monster, so. But yeah, Harry, I'm doing it. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm stressed out with like school and trying to save money for a wedding while going to school because I'm paying for it by myself now. And that's hard. And I'm trying to hold myself accountable to, like, pass my classes, I guess, because I have ADHD and I can't focus on things the best. And, yeah, I'm just stressed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just stressed, I guess. <laughs> How many classes are you rates? taking? Um, uh, I'm in three classes this quarter. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot. I did yeah. six one time and I was like, never. Again. Oh my I'm god. Six is yeah. crazy. That was crazy. That's wild. You're brave. That's like going back to high school. I know. <laughs> um, how am I doing? I don't know. I feel like a lot of things in my life have changed a lot recently. I'm doing a lot of different things that I definitely wasn't doing even like two months ago. So I'm kind of just trying to like keep up with it, I guess. It's very tiring. <laughs> but I don't know. It's I, I think it's good. It, it feels good. It fe I feel a lot better now, even though I'm exhausted 24-7, than I did like a year ago. So... I'm doing okay. I feel like I'm doing good right now. I always feel like when people ask, like, how are you doing? And I say good, I never really truly mean it. It just feels so normal to just have that be your like go-to answer when someone asks you how are you doing you're like good how are you yeah. you know mm -hmm. but lately I've been trying to be like more mindful of like well how am I actually doing um and right now I I really do feel like I'm I'm good I mean compared to last week I was like it was one of those really bad lows in my life and I think that's just the journey of life you know you always have your ups and downs and I feel like I'm definitely in the ups right now um canoe season just started so I've been out on the water every day at 5 30 and run two miles before so one of my goals this year was to <laughs> I literally get that same reaction, but it's not that bad. Like when, when you do it, it's like, it's literally two miles. It feels like nothing once you start like doing it. And, it, and like, I feel myself getting stronger and stronger every day and the runs are getting easier and easier. 
and I always told myself that this year I would be more physically active and it took me up until the end of March beginning of April to actually do that so I think being more physically active has definitely helped contribute to the betterment of my mental health so right now I would say I'm doing good two miles is a lot Damn, you're running two miles every day. That's like 10,000 feet. That's kind of crazy. It's crazy that you can't It's not that, that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bella's like the only active person in here, so she's like, it's, it ain't that bad. Like, like, how often are you guys being physically active? Never. Call you out real quick. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I went on a run. I, like, I go work out and I go run sometimes, so. I don't be running. Oh, I, I don't be running that. at all. Oh my High God. School, so I'm like over it. Like, yeah. Year round and multiple sports at the same time. Oh, but to uh, answer your question. Um, oh. <laughs> we got right. kind of sidetracked. Because, <laughs> like, okay, like, enough My about bad. the two miles. I um, That totally wasn't just me trying to. Steer deflect away from, away deflect, from you deflect. answering, I knew it. <laughs> I disassociate, okay? I'm sorry. Um, I'd say I've been doing pretty good. I've um, just been kind of living life and taking it one step at a time, so. Yeah, that's it. I've just been, I've just been okay, I guess. Okay. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, let's chill out. Let's chill, <laughs> let's chill out. Um, no, like genuinely, I'm okay. All right. What are the some of the things that you guys do to take care of your mental health? I struggle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I take care of my mental health by um, just um, well talking to people. Obviously, if they can handle it, like like talk to them, and be like, "Hey, can I talk to you right now? If you're able to handle this." And, Let's see, I go and work out, and I think just playing with my son Connor really helps me. Like, just knowing that I'm doing all the things I need to in life to provide for him, which really helps me, right? And I see going on walks. I like going on walks now, and um, I think another way is... Um, I live in a clean and sober place, so we have these group meetings every week, and we kind of go there and they help us, like, to think about how we're taking care of our kids and that we're doing a good job, and that really helps every week, and knowing that we have that safe place to go to to share stuff, and I think the podcast really helps knowing that we're helping other people, and by sharing our stories and knowing that we're helping other people through their journeys as well. I think it's um, something I've always like said when I was younger is that I would always want to help and work for my people and um, for doing that. So I think that helps me mentally knowing that in some way, in some form, we touch people's hearts.
make a little appearance. I know. Okay. You can you can make a cameo. Yeah. You can make a you cameo. You gotta make a little cameo. This Absolutely. is our favorite person ever in the world. Oh, geez, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I'm always Special just here. running around in the background, so um, I feel honored to get to speak with y'all. And should I do my chicken? Yeah, I'll do your chicken. Okay. Well, I woke up with a bit of a cold, so physically a little down today, but I think in general I'm doing... I'm okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> girl, I feel like... like Here's the truth. Girl, girl. Um, I feel like I'm doing so much better in my life than I was like a year or two or three years ago. Yeah, I had some pretty like pretty dark times that also coincided with the pandemic. I feel like we might have all had some dark times. It wasn't just because of that, but um, I feel like I've learned some new coping skills and just remembered to do things that bring me joy. I had to like remember what those were. It's like, what do I like doing? It's like, oh yeah, I like music. Oh yeah, I like dancing. Like, so just me in my house, like all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm like, this isn't weird. <laughs> now I'm lyrical. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So it's never like a flat line. It's like you said, it's it's yeah. a journey, and sometimes it's like a you know cry on the bathroom floor journey and. <laughs> Um, cry in my bed at night. Yeah, floor. there's cry a lot of crying. Floor? Yeah. Oh Do you not cry on your bathroom floor? I have before. <laughs> we so won't go into details about that. Please don't do that. Oh, we clean it. It's like just I, mopping. I do sanitize. It's like random places around my house. I'll just cry. Kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen is kitchen one is of them. Kitchen is actually the best. You know, kitchen is great. A good yeah, the counter to cry cry in is the shower, actually. Cry yes, actually, kind of valid. I will sit in the shower and cry. I'll just sit in the shower. The water is <laughs> Like, I just let the hot water go. Like, I'd be indulgent for, like, I'm comfy, bro. Like, what? I've never related to something so much in my life. <laughs> Do you ever do the half cry where you're like, I feel like I need to cry. So you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, no, I'm good. Maybe I have. I'm, I have. Check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Get it together. You're fine. And I'm like, I should hang out with others. That's like, like those moments where I'm okay. Now that you got me thinking though about how I actually am, I'm actually really stressed. Oh, <laughs> the truth. The truth comes the out. Truth. Yeah. We comfortable now. <laughs> yeah. We are sitting back. Um, um what are you stressed about? I'm just stressed about my new baby and everything that I had to learn about him. Just like today, I had an appointment down in Seattle, so having to go back and forth from Seattle and I think what really stresses me the most is like, I guess my side of the family not really being there for me. And it's a really emotional topic for me because I just like moved into my new place and 
really learning to set boundaries with them because a lot of my relationships with them were not healthy. They just tended to be unhealthy from all of the trauma that me and my siblings went through together. So I think that's something that I'm really learning to know that I can be okay on my own and to know that I'm an adult and I'm not a teenager anymore because I feel like I'm still a little old Bella just because I'm still the same size. Just kidding. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Can, can get a ferry ticket for you, you know, if you ride with you Bella. No, but... We... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just like having to um, be the person that takes care of me and my whole family and having to take on some of my partner's stuff too and to have to deal with him and doing the best I can to take care of him and just to put him on a path to where he's on a, on a good one and to remind him of things of like, to know that the things that he does is not okay or is okay. And it's just like, it gets hard some days, but I think at the same time, I'm, I'm proud of it because I'm in a place where little me would have wanted to be at this age, so. I have a question. Just when you were talking about partners and stuff, I was like, what do you think do you think the struggles right now for young people are the same for males and females or or like men and women? Like what, what are people facing? Is it hard to like grow up and be a man? Is it, I look at the women. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. Um, you know, like I think, I feel like it took me, I'm 40, but I feel like like my mid thirties, I was like, did I do it? Am I an adult? <laughs> like, am I a woman, you know? And, did I do it? <laughs> the identity crisis. Yeah, of yeah. Being an adult is crazy. It's like, did I ma- did I cross the line? Like, am I? But so I guess you can answer for your own selves. But what? How was that journey? You know, like becoming. Yeah, I guess that has to do with mental health too. Is like, how do you? Like Bella said, she learned how to. She's not a teenager anymore, and you've learned skills and like coping mechanisms and, and like, what has that journey been for y'all? Um, been a long one For and we're, sure. we're all on it still right? yeah so. <laughs> yeah I feel like if that's like never ending right I think for me but the what like the where I'm at in my journey is I'm realizing how important self-care is and I think that's just because like I'm an oldest child so my instinct is to make sure everyone around me is good and to make sure I'm taking care of them and everyone around me is getting what they need. And I did that for so long, and I didn't realize that in order to take care of the people around me, I also need to be taking care of myself. And I can't be running on empty if I want to be filling other people's cups. And so that's where I'm at, is I'm starting to realize what I need to do to make myself okay so I can still keep going and keep doing what I do for other people. Because that's also like, that's where my heart is too. Like I want to make sure the people around me are okay and that's what I care about. And, but I also need to make sure I'm okay. I feel like there's like this stigma with like both men and women and like taking care of like mental health, especially I feel like in native communities, like we're always like 
told to like we're always told that like this will make you tougher Mm -hmm. or like when we get that tough love or those hard teachings or like um if like you see a man crying or a boy crying Mm -hmm. like they're considered like weak or like there's so many stigmas around like mental health and like for me like as a woman like I I connect with what you have been or like what you just said because like most recently like within this past like maybe since like the beginning of the year I really started to like take mental health like more seriously and like going to counseling and I'm on antidepressants now and like there's so many things like mental physical spiritual of like how you take care of yourself how you take care of your mental health and like for the longest time like I felt like something was just wrong with me you know like what's wrong with me like why do I constantly feel this way why do I constantly feel down about myself why do I constantly like criticize what I do or how I do it or maybe I shouldn't have acted this way maybe I shouldn't have done this or like then you start overthinking and then you start mm-hmm. self-doubting and then you self-sabotaging and it's like such a like roller coaster of like emotions and like there's so many tools that you need to equip yourself with too in order to take care of your mental health so it's like not just counseling and like antidepressants but like what am I doing like how am I participating in culture like how am I participating in community because those things contribute to my mental health as well so it's like a series of things not just like one definitive thing that's going to help you within your mental health it's like so many Mm -hmm. different things that you need to like realize that like contribute to your mental health if that makes sense so like for me it's like I'm in counseling now I'm on antidepressants I've been being more physically active and then any chance I get to participate in culture and community like I do and then also my education is something that helps me even though it stresses me out at times um I can say like wholeheartedly like education is something that saved me even at a younger age and like pushed me down like a better path than I was originally on when I was younger You're so brave. You're so brave. I was like going in to kiss, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I always think you're brave. You're brave. Everyone here is brave. (laughs) She's all. She's like, I don't know about this. (laughs) Hey, you're in school. That's a lot. I know, six classes is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just like college is so stressful. I couldn't take it. Hashtag college dropout. Yo! (laughs) I'll be back. I'll be back. It's a journey. Yeah, it is. It wasn't the right place for me at this time. Roy? Yes, ma'am. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I'm Roy. Uh, What was our question? 
kind of how do we take care of ourselves? How do you take care of yourself? Oh, I go to therapy every Tuesday. <laughs> That's the smart thing to do. Tuesday therapy. No, no, because it did take a lot to like finally like realize that like, oh, I do need therapy. You know it what I mean? Does. Like it, especially like as a guy, you know what I mean? Where you grow up, especially in a family with gender roles mm -hmm. and like Santana was saying, um, like, oh, don't do this or like you won't be seen as more of a man. So for the longest time, I kind of had this like feeling that if I went to therapy and I needed help, then I wouldn't be looked at as a man, I guess. And that's not true at all. Uh, I'm actually a lot better than I used to be <laughs> like so a man. few years ago. <laughs> so shout out to my therapist, shout out Joe. He's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I try to work out every now and then I set a goal for myself, but I'm not, I don't keep promises to myself, so I don't end up going to the gym. <laughs> but that's okay, cause like, I'm fine now. Like, we're good, we're good. <laughs> Therapy Tuesdays, you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I make music, that's one of my outlets. Um, I really like to draw and like make art and all that stuff, so that's what I do. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> they didn't see my thumbs up, but yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> this is him. Give a shout out to the Whatcom Community Foundation who um, gave us a grant to do this podcast series um, as a greater project of bringing awareness to youth and mental health. Because um, I think it's been, it's in all the magazines I look at, you know, like people are struggling and, you know, if you have any teenagers or young people in your life or you are one, Maybe you have feelings that you don't understand. And um, I think that's why we're doing this is just to kind of normalize, like being able to talk about it and know that we all struggle and that there are ways to um, get through the hard times. So yeah, so we, want, we wanted to kind of bring to light, like what are some of the things that you guys face? Like what, what are the struggles, you know? Anxiety, depression, like these are kind of, you hear these words a lot. Um, <coughs> Or maybe it's something else. So maybe just, especially if you've like gotten through something, you can talk about how that how that was. Or if there's something you're like, I don't know, this, I'm just stuck in this feeling. Like maybe other people have gotten through it and they can help with that. So yeah, I have um, lots of anxiety. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I've gone through a couple really low depression episodes in these past couple of years um but I feel like my biggest struggle is knowing what I need but not having the courage to do it I think like I, I can I can identify where my problems are and what I need help with but I have the biggest issue with actually getting that help like I know I need therapy <laughs> I most definitely therapy, but it is so hard. Like, and all I need to do is make a call and schedule an appointment. Shout out, Lummy Behavioral Health. And like, it's it's easy for me to go and get that help, but it's so hard to find the courage within myself to do it because I know that once I start. I have a lot to unpack and it opens up this whole box of years of 
lots of feelings that I'm trying to prepare myself for. So hopefully soon. <laughs> no rush either, right? Yeah, I think I think I'm getting there. Like I'm slowly getting there. Should we take a take a breather? Should we do some self care? Open a window or something? Yeah, y'all wanna take like a quick five. I'm like over here checking my pulse. <laughs> like, let's take a let's take a break. Let's take a quick five. should we get back into? What was the question that you asked before we took a break? What are some struggles oh, you're well, facing I wanna, right now? I wanna answer that. <laughs> I wanna answer. Or people around you, like what, what's going on right now in the world for young people? Hmm. The world is a Everything. stressful place. The world is so stressful. I feel like you oh wake up and it's like climate change, bad government. <laughs> you're too young to be in control of anything so you just have to sit back and watch the world implode around you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> chill, chill, just mm -hmm. mellow, mellow just, kid stuff. Yeah, just regular sunny days. I feel like something that's good to mention is like <clears throat> on top of like anxiety and depression, we also carry a lot of trauma that wasn't initially ours to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I think when I first started to acknowledge that, then I was able to kind of understand, have more of an understanding of like what I was feeling. And like, when I first learned about intergenerational trauma, like for me, it like, it makes a lot of sense because our ancestors and all those who have come before us like have endured so much and still endure so much and to even think about like what our parents gone through and like their lifetime and like how like it just is it's able for me to understand okay maybe this is why my mom didn't have as good as communication as I would have wanted her to or you know maybe this is why she wasn't as, you know, loving or affectionate. Um, is because like everything she had to go through and like my dad has always been someone that's absent in my life due to his uh, drug use. And it's like, I was always so mad at him for like the longest time that like he chose drugs over our family or he I would always think like he chose drugs over me specifically but when I got older and I became more understanding and knew more about what my dad went through or what my mom went through then it, it kind of allows you to breathe a little more because you like question if it has to do with you you know is there 
something wrong with me or why doesn't, you know, why don't they love me or why didn't I get, and you compare a lot to like other people's Mm -hmm. amazing relationships with their family. Like Mm -hmm. I have had so many friends growing up because my mom switched me from Lummi to Bellingham Public Schools when I was in middle school. So from middle school and high school, like I was in a primarily white school and I had friends that like had just these amazing relationships with their families and I always, always compared myself to that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like something that I also had to understand within like my own healing journey and within like my own mental health is like a lot of what I carry isn't even necessarily mine and it and you really have to Mm -hmm. separate those like and hold yourself accountable to the way you carry yourself because when I was younger I would I was like such um like I rebelled a lot you know and I would always be like it's because of the way I was raised you know it's because of this and I would always blame it on something else Mm -hmm. and then I got older and I was like okay you can either allow your childhood to define who you are or you can step out of that and really create a beautiful life for yourself. And that's something that I'm still, you know, trying to do till this day um, is not allow, you know, our trauma or like what we've been through or like our depression or our anxiety to define who we are as people you know like those are struggles within itself and the journey is just a battle you know within itself but I think acknowledging like yeah anxiety and depression but also intergenerational trauma is real and it's really important to recognize that within our mental health journey as well as that generational trauma you know mm-hmm. well it carries memory yeah and we're the product of the people that came before us I think that's really cool like that you came to terms with that because that's something that I couldn't do like I completely cut my parents off because I they just kept choosing drugs over me and my siblings so I was like you know what I'm, I don't consider you my parents anymore and I'm still trying to learn how to do that today like I recently tried to talk to my dad, but he's still on a bad path. So I just cut him off again. But I think that's really cool that you can like do all of that with your mental health. I think what's also helped with like that too is like not only acknowledging that like they carry trauma, but like they're people too, you know? Mm. And that's like something when when someone said that to me, it was like, man, you're right. Like I've treated them so badly, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe in those moments, our feelings are valid. And and maybe we feel in those moments that they deserve it. But it's so important to like. It's hard. But it's like you grow from that and like you like listen more with open ears and like people 
who, you know, are recovering coaches or people within our community, like who um, are big speakers, like they tell us that like, these are our family, you know, these are, these are people, they're deserving of love, they're deserving of, of compassion, they're deserving of everything in life, but they weren't given it. And it's like, they do that because they're trying to like push down their pain. You know, drugs is like the only thing or alcohol or whatever it may be that people are like. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You gotta go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We deep into it. (laughs) You ain't going nowhere. Don't you have class? I do have class. Do I? Uh, teachers, please have excuse. Five? Have five. Oh no. First day of class, Miss What class are you in? I have math. It's my last class. Oh shoot. No, it's just like, yeah, it's just their own form of like ignoring that pain that they carry, and sometimes it's hard to understand that, but. I've been trying to put myself in their shoes, I guess. I don't know necessarily, but you know, that metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm just trying to understand, like, it's deeper than I understand. And I can't place blame on myself or carry that weight on me when it's, it has nothing to do with me. It's what, what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll end there. That's really what we like. That kind of stuff is really what we want to do with this mental health series. Is like deep, like deep dive into that because mm-hmm. it's not talked about. Yeah, and it's a hard subject to learn, and it's a. I mean, that's like the biggest struggle I feel like in a lot of Native communities is we're just now learning all these things about our families and mental health is, I don't know what I'm trying to say with that. It's not talked about enough. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I we didn't, grow up learning mm-hmm. and like this mm-hmm. is a thing, you yeah. know what I mean? We have to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah, so how do and we be more like, I don't know. I think for me growing up, I've struggled with a lot of things and I, there's, like say there's just like a lot of things happened to me growing up as a teenager that I could have went to my mom to and talk about but I didn't because I didn't I don't I just felt like I was going to get in trouble or she was going to get mad at me and I think times like that or like like just don't be afraid to go tell your parents whatever it is that um happened to you because in those times you could have got the help that you needed and you shouldn't have to struggle with struck 
you shouldn't have to struggle with those things alone because like there's a lot of things that I kept deep down inside that I didn't talk about and I think if I just reached out and asked for help I think it would have helped but I think due to people putting labels and images on you it really put a perspective and really made me ask myself like am I that person is that who you really think I am because it just like it becomes like out of jealousy or just like you know being mean or reflecting the things that, that they think about themselves onto you and knowing that that's not about you it's about them and there's just like like there's just so many things that I could say I didn't talk about that I wish I did and I really wish that I reached out and asked for help about it and just like dealing with um like drugs and alcohol all my life and to having so much trauma being being put onto you as a child and knowing that that wasn't your place to be in and to know that you know it wasn't right and you didn't know that in that time and learning from those things knowing that you were gonna get through it but like like we said there's a lot of things that we just don't talk about because we weren't taught these things growing up we were taught to just slide it under the rug and think like it was okay when it wasn't okay to be strong yeah and the things that are strong, struggles are yeah. only going to make you stronger so yeah like just like kind of like be quiet and don't talk about it mm-hmm. so it's just like but now now that i reflect on it like you could have you could have went and asked for help and you could have went and did something about it if you were taught the right way and um I'd say too, yeah, just to add to that, if if you don't, I don't know, I read somewhere that like humans just need like one person to believe in them. Like you just need, if it's like, if you can't find that like in your immediate family, if like things, if there's, if you're, those struggles are so real, people aren't able to be that person for you. Like there's like a coach or a mentor or you know, reach out to us, you know, there's, there's people out there. So um, find someone that you can connect with, whoever. And that comes with a caveat that hopefully this is a positive person, but yeah, someone that believes in you and, um, yeah. Oh, snugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) I love you guys. Um, yeah, I would just say, be patient with yourself. Like, um, mental health is a journey where you have your ups and your downs and you know it's a roller coaster but it's definitely worth it in the end because when you heal you help heal those around you and it's Mm -hmm. very it's a very rewarding feeling um you know i don't think of healing as like individualized anymore like I truly believe like when we heal we help heal those around you are around us and so healing as a collective I think is the goal so that we can create not only a better place for ourselves but for 
our community, for our family, for our friends, for the world. And it, it's going to take a lot out of us. Um, it's not going to be easy, but it's definitely rewarding in the end. And healing is ongoing, like there's no final destination. So we always have room to learn and to grow and to heal. So I would say just to be patient with yourself. I would say fear is not reality. So don't treat it like it is. So whatever you're afraid, you're afraid of, like to ask for help, or if you're scared something's gonna go wrong with whatever's happening in your life, just do it because you don't know what's actually gonna happen. Nike, just do it. <laughs> You're welcome. Sponsorship? <laughs> Nike, Nike N7 sponsor, please, please. Just That'd be idea. amazing. Just oh my God. <laughs> Should we give the audience some homework? Go for a walk. Oh yeah. Maybe do some meditation. Find something that you love. Take a little mental health break for yourself. Reach out to us. Let us know what you're doing. And this is a series, so we will be back with more mental health exploration. And just to know we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, email email us. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, How wow. are we liking this? <laughs> this is pretty cool. Like Feels very subscribe. official. <laughs> Only write back if you like it. We're very I'm not used to it. Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like it, it's going to impact my mental health. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> just delete them before she... Thank you for listening to Young and Indigenous. Young and Indigenous is produced by Children of the Setting Sun Productions. We are an Indigenous-led nonprofit based in Bellingham, Washington on the ancestral homelands of Nooksack and Lummi people. And a huge thank you to our sponsors, the Discurrent Foundation and the Whatcom Community Foundation. Original music by Mark Nichols, Dylan Letchworth, Jay Kiesel, Adam Lawrence, Keith Jefferson, and Roy Alexander. This episode was produced by Ellie Smith, Bo Garrow, Bella James, Haley Garrow, Santana Rabang, Wakakia Curly Bear, and Roy Alexander. Hi, for listening. <laughs> <laughs>